dream will rise to the top. Oh yeah. Gentlemen, welcome to another action-packed, exciting episode of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined each and every week by my boys, them boys, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. What is going on, you morose motherfuckers? I don't know, man. I'm high on Adderall. I mean, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> is there really a difference? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There I'm may hope, not be. I'm hoping my kids get the uh, the uh, marijuana candies when they go trick or treating this year. Oh, nice! You know, what I'm about? You know the ones that doctor, you know the ones they always hand out in the bags that they tell you to look out for. Like, hey, watch out! Your kids don't get marijuana candies. My kid never get them. Never get them. I, that, same <laughs> here, man. Yeah. Same here. Like, I don't know any pothead or any stoner that's gonna that's gonna hand out, you know, edibles that they paid decent money for to these little crotch goblins dressed up as fucking Frankenstein. Like, really? Yeah. Why would they do that? I'm still hoping somebody's gonna, but I mean, come on. <laughs> At least slip like some LSD or something, right? At least, at least give it to the yeah. adults that are trick or treating. I mean, you got the, some of the they cool, the cool people out there that give you the little shot bottles, but I mean, come on, y'all. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what else is deserving? Our Twitter, which you should be following if you're not. And that's Wrestle Get in Pod with one D. Instagram Wrestle Get in Pod with two Ds and for the underscore collection. Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod, YouTube.com slash For the Collection. And you can go buy some shit at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast and RedBubble.com slash people slash WrestleGettingPod for some more stuff that you won't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. Like the pretty awesome <clears throat> Splash Mountain t-shirt that you won't find anywhere but our RedBubble store. Totally buy it. It's an awesome shirt. <clears throat> All right. So, you guys got anything from last week or anything you guys want to talk about before we jump into the news? Um, I was going to um, say, uh, if you guys aren't doing it, you need to be following. What was his, uh, let me find his Instagram. Uh, he's my favorite person. You following who? The the dude Ooh. that does all the the teacher that does all those wrestling videos. What's his name? Uh, oh, he's talking about um professor. The dude that uh, does the intern videos. Yeah, he the does. dude on TikTok, <laughs> Professor Harrison. Yeah, that's it. You, you yeah. guys need to follow him. He's great. He's great. He's I enjoy when I scroll he through did, TikTok. He did a, a new video of uh, the Ring of Honor execs firing everybody and Tony Khan in a suit being like. Eh. Nice. <laughs> it was funny. His uh, his Mister Perfect one was like dead on. 
Yep. Yeah, that was pretty like, good. He does a lot. It was, it was it was perfect. Yeah, he does a lot of good ones. Mm-hmm. Did a Seth there. Rollins one recently. He's also a um, he, not only is he a teacher, he's a DJ. Mm-hmm. And he's uh and he's a ref for one of his local promotions. Which is awesome. So cool. You know, Professor Harrison, definitely follow him on his social media. Um, I don't know what his social media handles are, but you can He has sure an Instagram that I follow him on. It's uh, I think you can just find him by Mr. Harrison. I can't remember yeah, exactly what his name is. Nobody's on Instagram, man. Come on. I know. Yeah, no, oh, I have about to be on uh uh, Meta. Meta. <laughs> oh my God! It's like freaking um, what's his face? Zuckerberg is trying to create the the Oasis from Ready Player One. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like he just read, <clears throat> and he's like, "Yeah, let's do that." Halfway there, think about it. He's got the fucking um, Oculus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? All right, so let's get into the news. We've got a lot to talk about. Some big stuff. Of course, the big news, the ROH. We got some WWE news and some cool figure news coming up. So here we go. It's time for the news. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline. You may do so by dialing one 945 All right, so I'm going to save the ROHS stuff for last because I'm sure we're going to, we might spend a little more time talking on that than we will the other stuff that we got here in the news. Uh, so we'll start with uh, WWE's 2022 pay-per-view schedule, which uh, they posted earlier this week. So looks like we are running. There's no pay-per-view in December. But we're getting two pay-per-views in January. So we'll have day one, January 1st. Uh, the Royal Rumble on the 29th. Um, Mania will be two days this year. Again, April 2nd and April 3rd. Uh, May 8th, we got another event that's unnamed. Same with June 5th. Uh, July 2nd, Money in the Bank returns. July 30th, uh, we got SummerSlam. And then there's no pay-per-view again until September 3rd. Or September 4th, uh, which is all out weekend. So WWE looking to uh, step on Tony Khan's toes, but it's also rumored to be a UK pay per view. Um, so we'll be in the UK for that event. So this will, their pay per view will air way before um, all out. And then we're wrapping up the end of the year, November 26th, Survivor Series. So, but it looks like us, uh, uh, Carl SummerSlam is going to be in Nashville. Yeah, man. Oh, good stuff there. Why can't we get a pay per view in in North Carolina somewhere? Um, I mean, it's been a while. Maybe Charlotte. Yeah. No, they used to have them in Greensboro all the time, though. Right? They had one in Raleigh, like what? I don't know how long. That was um over the over limit. The limit. 2010 i was there me too i know uh like growing up like it seemed like uh like the only towns i knew in north carolina like was like charlotte and like for some reason like greensboro was like a big 
fight for WCW a lot. Like they had a lot of pay-per-views out of Greensboro. They they loved running shows in Greensboro. I like that's the thing. Like, and I moved down here because there was like nothing. Uh, was it um wrestlingfigs.com always has like a thing on there um that's like update like upcoming like autograph appearances. There was hardly anything like around me in New York unless I wanted to drive to the city. <clears throat> but there was all this stuff in North Carolina, specifically between like Raleigh and Charlotte. It's like Raleigh, Charlotte, and Greensboro had all these signings. So we go through all this and then we move down here and then there ain't shit happening. Then like all this stuff is happening within like an hour from my hometown in New York. I was like, you fucking kidding me? Like I moved down here for all this at wrestling and then there, there's like nothing. So Chris That's moved down here just to get close to Rick Flair. Yeah. Woo. It's hoping to, to get the rub from the nature boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little known fact. Uh, Chris tried to get a, an airplane ticket to be on that flight, but he didn't. Was an unlucky visit. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to get a ticket for a private jet. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, awesome! Tried to stow away in someone's bag, but it just wasn't happening. <laughs> but, he, but he still remembers more of it than fucking Scott Hall. <laughs> oh man poor scott hall <laughs> all right so let's get into it um the couple of things we have here kind of tie in together uh sinclair broadcasting which had their deal with ring of honor um had inked a deal has inked a deal with women of wrestling um so they're going to air on sinclair sinclair channels uh similar to what roh was doing um hopefully they get a little better treatment than uh they gave ring of honor but we will see all that comes of course uh women wrestling returning with tessa blanchard um aj lee in a uh i believe an executive role in that and the little bailey super fan izzy involved in the promotion as well just don't speak ill will of izzy or you'll get booed out of the nxt arena so yeah good stuff Right, but speaking of Ring of Honor, let's get into it. Uh, so pretty much, if you guys haven't heard, Ring of Honor is will be releasing all contracted talent at the end of this year, and we'll be taking the first quarter of 2022 to restructure. So they did release a statement, um, which basically the statement reads, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everyone healthy and safe, and despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted, uh, find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our business operations and are planning to pivot for, or planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. Uh, the year will culminate with final battle in December and we'll be taking first quarter 2022 to work internally to re-image Ring, Ring of Honor. Uh, ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we reconceptualize ROH, we anticipate returning to live events in April for the Super Card of Honor with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. Um, now, the biggest thing with this, 
is a lot of people are comparing this to like the WWE releases where WWE really, you know, was releasing talent left and right and everybody's shitting on WWE for doing it. But nobody's really saying anything about Ring of Honor releasing all these talents, at least in a negative aspect. The big um, difference is WWE is probably going to remain a company, and I think this is probably the end of the road for Ring of Honor. I mean, if they do come back, like it's not going to be in the like same capacity. It'll be like some kind of indie outlaw promotion. Yeah. So it's going to be like lower than what it is now, unfortunately, because uh, a lot of the talented, a lot of the contract that they are releasing, well, again, which is everybody, um, if their deal does go through, does expire after um, December, their contracts are being honored through March 31st. But Ring of Honor is willing to work with their talent if they want to go work somewhere else. Uh, they're going to allow them to do that. Um, so if they need to get out of their contract to go work through like AEW or something, Ring of Honor will release them from their contract prior to the end of the year. Oh, but my biggest thing with this too is all last year when they were in a state um, where shows weren't allowed to be run because Ring of Honor is is based out of Maryland. So they're in an area where they can't run shows at all, whereas WWE was running stuff out of Performance Center in Florida. Same with AEW running out of Daly's Place in Florida, where they were considered an essential business because Vince McMahon paid off the, pretty much paid off the governor of Florida to deem them essential. Ring of Honor doesn't have that capability, and that's the biggest issue with this. They still kept their entire staff on contract and paid them, even though they weren't running shows or you know bringing in ticket sales or anything like that. Where WWE was still running shows and still getting ad revenue and merch sales through like WWE.com. Same thing with AEW. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, NWO kind of took a little bit of a a hit too, but they're kind of bouncing back a little bit. So yeah, uh, yeah. NWA, NWA took a huge hit during that because they lost. They pretty much lost just about everybody that was under contract with them. Yeah, and they were they had like with the YouTube show, uh, they were gaining a lot of traction because I know like more people that were watching that like old fans, you yeah. know. Kind of stopped watching wrestling, then you know, had been paying attention to Impact or AEW. Um, and they were kind of NWA was kind of that third brand, but it like Impact just kind of uh itched its way back up there, uh, to that third spot. And you know, but uh, NWA starting to get a little bit of traction though now, absolutely. With um. Everything that they've been doing the last, probably this like last six months or since the beginning of the year, since I've come back, um, with that yeah. deal with Fight TV, like I'm not gonna lie, I pay the five dollars a month to watch NWA. To me, that's worth it. That's like a dollar an episode. So I mean, like, you can't beat it. <clears throat> so like, especially if you're you're looking for more wrestling oriented stuff, 
NWA is the best show to watch for that. So yeah. especially when you have the likes of like Kira Hogan on there now, uh, Mickey James, um, you have Sienna, um, Allison Kay, and uh, Marty Bell back in the fold. So I mean, and some new faces on there too, like Jordan Clearwater and um, a couple other guys. So there's a lot of stuff going on with NWA. So if you're definitely not watching that, um, you should be. So that leaves me to with ROH. Where do these guys go? Yeah. Um, I mean, they can kind of... There's different people that can spot up different <laughs> places. Because um, yeah, the thing, Briscoes aren't going to work in NXT or WWE. That, that gimmick yeah, ain't going to fly. So. No, I would think they would either go to Impact or, I mean... Um, honestly, they could go to just MLW. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can, I can see the them trigger. impact AEW. So. I'm telling you, he needs to pull, to pull the trigger though, uh, and you know, offer him the money. The come is, I would like to see WWE go after Jay Lethal just to get another AJ Styles Jay Lethal feed. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, I don't honestly think Jay Lethal wants to work for WWE. I think he's had numerous tryouts, offers, and I think he's turned them all down. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's pretty much loyal to. After going to TNA and then coming back to the Ring of Honor, I think his loyalty is going to stay with the Ring of Honor until they just completely, completely go under. Yep. Yeah, so he's, he's pretty much coming back. He's he's Ring of Honors. He's Ring of Honors. Tommy Dreamer. Like, I mean, mm. that's that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I honestly too, so. see more of them going to like impact and possibly oh, AEW more just, than just I tell see me, any of them going to WWE. Tell me where Vinny Marcel is going to end up. Tell me where Dalton Castle is going to end up and I will be there. I mean, I mean, impact and AEW, I mean, AEW probably has the money to throw around, but impact don't have that much money to throw around though. So no, but I think the I think the lure the lure to impact I think is more creative freedom right. than AEW. So I think that's the why a lot of people choose impact over other places because of that the ability to be a little more creative and and have a bit more freedom with their character. Yeah, and then I mean, who knows? You know, some of them could go to NWA, New Japan. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, there's a, there's think, other options out there. I think a lot. I think a lot of those guys are gonna end up with uh, New Japan with the, like the working relationship that ROH has had with them over the years. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, I can tell you who's not, who's definitely not going back to WWE: Maria Kanellis and Mike Bennett. Oh, and after all the shit that they talked after being let go. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Honestly, I'm hoping we get uh, Angelina Love and uh, NWA with Velvet Sky. That'd be nice. Because I can, I can book this right now. Angelina Love comes in. Velvet decides that she's going to take her uh, championship opportunity that she has. Comes out of retirement. Her and Angelina reform the beautiful people. 
and they take the tag titles from the Hex. Heck yeah. That's right. Oh. As much as I had fans would be like, I, I don't know, like that'd be like an amazing pay-per-view thing if that, if NWA was able to do that. Yeah. But um, I can see Angelina Love going back to Impact too, or <clears throat> all depends. But I'll yeah, tell you, AEW needs a lot of to snatch up some of these. AEW needs to snatch up some of these women on this roster because uh, they desperately need it. Oh yeah, a lot of. A lot I of mean, people. I mean, they wouldn't use them. They wouldn't use them, right? Yeah, they don't Come use the ones they have now, for. Right? Have them job for fucking <laughs> yep. But even just like the name value alone of like a, a session of Moth Martina or uh, Mandy Leon, like a couple other people that AEW has on their women's roster would be beneficial to AEW's roster locker room. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but it sucks to see a company uh, have to make a decision like this. You know what? You I know mean, who we need to figure out where where he's going. Chris and we can book him. We need to figure out where our boy Cheeseburger is going. That's true. But and then think, another big name that neither of you said is Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham. Hey, well, his wife's in Impact, so we yeah. could see Jonathan Gresham and show up in Impact. So that's kind of what I figured. I mean, I he, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of them probably will. Yeah. Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb will end up and end up in uh, New Japan. So, but uh, I, I thought of something here too. Um, Dalton Castle needs to go to Impact just so I can get Dalton Castle versus Zicky Dice. <laughs> Tell me that cool. would not be entertaining as all hell. Oh, that <laughs> would be pretty cool. <laughs> oh man. Book Ooh. it now. Well, it's got to more. I'm just like looking at the Ring of Honor uh, cast. Interesting. I just, uh, I don't know. I I'd like to see Chris, some of them. Chris needs to know Maybe where Dan Housen's going. Dan Housen? I think Dan Housen will end up in AEW. Or in the uh, indie circuit, probably. I would say they also but, have I mean Ring of Honor also has Philip Gordon, they have Brody King. Yep. DC Apparently Skrull is still listed as being under contract with the Ring of Honor. I'm sure he is. See, I'm sure EC three will go to Impact. Maybe we should start our own promotion. Find some of these guys. Matt Taven? Oh, you give my hot dog and a handshake? Like, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hey, we got some. Uh... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> We're not even talking about PCO. I. PCO, uh, PCO is end up in Japan. Like, I don't really see where PCO is going to, where he's going to go Roosh. to get that stage. Roosh back. Roosh could end up in AAA. He could end up in AEW. Like, same thing with Bandito. 
Wait, his There's... name isn't even Cheeseburger anymore. It's World Famous CB. Because he's a World Famous Cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what he's listed at on there. That's great. No, nah, there's so much, so much talent in that locker room that there is. Like wherever they decide to go, wherever decides to pick them up is going to be, it's going to benefit like huge to that company. Mm-hmm. As long um, as they do it right. Did uh, did we ever get confirmation? Did uh, Impact end its partnership with AEW, or is that just yes. a rumor? Um, apparently they did. Oh, it did come out um, after Bound for Glory that they're. Um, partnership had ended. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of sucks, but like, like we said, like, what did Impact really gain from it? Yeah, Impact. Yeah, Impact didn't really gain anything off of it. Uh, AEW pretty much gained the most out of it. So I'm glad to see uh, it end. If that was the way they were going to do it, to where like I didn't even mention the. Uh, Impact guys on AEW. So I think they're going to, I think Impact's going to benefit more working with NWA, New Japan, AAA than they're going to with, with AEW. Yeah. Like they didn't even promote like the pay per views that Kenny Omega was wrestling on for Impact. Yeah. Or the Christian Cage uh, match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or even this last one. Apparently, Omega was supposed to lose to one of the Impact roster members, but Tony Khan nixed it, and that's why he lost yeah. Christian, lost the Impact title to Christian instead of um, yeah, uh, like one of the Impact guys. So, but they had no problem with uh, letting Christian lose his title to to Josh Alexander. Well, they had no problem with Kenny Omega winning the title. Yeah, it's absolutely. like if you win a title, you are eventually gonna lose it. Like you're not gonna keep it forever. Um, but yeah, I heard the same thing as that. Uh, uh, Kenny Omega didn't want to do the job, um, but it's all good. Yeah. Oh, like I said, like if they're gonna drop that title, Moose should have been the one to to beat Omega. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later on in. Uh, in the in the yeah. uh, podcast, but uh, I like the way they ended it. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now let's get into uh, let's get into some figure news here. Got quite a bit that was re- announced this week. We've got um, I'll say I'll do all the WWE stuff here at once. Uh, Mike Awesome was added to uh, Zombie Sailor Toys heels and faces line. It's one of their newest additions. So pretty psyched about that. Like Mike Awesome hasn't had a figure since um his WCW figure. So that's cool. So hopefully that'll open up some more doorways there. I love Mike Awesome. So at least ECW Mike Awesome. Not not You WCW know what? Mike You're awesome. right. He he's is very pretty awesome. He's right. <laughs> Come on, Carl. He's awesome. His uh, those matches with Balls Mahoney and like the triple threats with Masato Tanaka are just great stuff back in the day. Um, so psyched for the uh, the estate of Mike Awesome to get more Mike Awesome stuff out there. Um, we also had 
Wave 2 of the Walmart-exclusive WWE Superstars announced. Uh, those figures will be Hall and Nash. And, of course, their NWO Wolfpack gear uh, with black and white NWO shirts. Um, each one of them will come with WCW tag titles. And then we got um, an HBK, um, early HBK in the white and gold with the uh, little, like, S&M hat and vest. Uh, uh, the leather biker hat. And he'll come with the uh, IC title. Uh, those are Walmart exclusives. Uh, so those should be hitting retail, I think, early next year, if I'm not mistaken. I wonder if they have uh, them in the, uh, with the Barbies. <laughs> He's not a boy toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, Ringside Fest, uh, which is normally in October, usually like the last weekend of October. Um, that kicked off today via virtual um, YouTube stuff. So we had day one announcements of an ultimate edition Hogan and Mr. T. So we're getting yet again, another ultimate Hulk Hogan figure. So this will be the third Hogan ultimate, but this one is based off of WrestleMania one. And then Mr. T will also be in his proper WrestleMania one ring gear. So this will be actually the, the second elite figure from Mr. T and I think his first ultimate. So both figures that actually look pretty cool. That Hogan actually puts the WrestleMania 9 one to shame as far as like the face scans and stuff. So pretty psyched about that one. Um, they also announced a ringside collectibles exclusive American Badass Undertaker, uh, which will also come with the WCW tag team titles. This one is like early um, American Badass Undertaker with the darker hair. Or the, the reddish hair, actually. So it's the reddish hair. Um, he's got a... Looks like a soft rubber singlet that you can actually pull the straps down on. Cool. So this nice. is um, Brothers of Destruction era um, with American Badass Undertaker and Kane. Does it come with uh, Kid Rock? <laughs> it should. Our lint biscuit. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is uh, yeah, that's about the time. I think he was using lint biscuit at that time for that theme. Yeah, I think uh, the first like the first theme was lint biscuit, and then yeah, Kid Rock came out with the American Badass song. Yeah, it does. Ah, man, I'm was it um SmackDown versus Raw 2009 that had Fred Durst in there as an unlockable character? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty bad. <clears throat> Let's see what else we got. Uh, we're getting an Elite Edition Scarlet. So she will have um all black outfit. It's got the little crown thing. She's going to come with an hourglass. So I think that's more of the, um, I think it's the debut Attire for Scarlet. Gotcha. Yeah, that probably makes sense. Uh, we got a Rey Mysterio in orange and black, <clears throat> which actually looks pretty cool. How many Rey Mysterios is this now? Like um, a million. Like Six million seven hundred sixty-three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a new Elite Charlotte Flair coming. 
Um, this one is in purple ring gear. Oh, it's not in her chair uh, outfit. No. Um, I believe these are Elite ninety one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so we're getting Ricky the Dragon Steamboat WCW era. Um, this is going to be the chase figure. Um, this actually looks pretty cool. The base figure, I believe, is going to be in the white ring gear that's got like the dragon, dragon on the tights, and it looks like like Steamboat's riding the dragon. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. He's gonna come with two heads, one with a bandana, one without the bandana. Uh, WCW tag team title. Question uh, is, it, does it uh, does it uh, breathe fire? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This one doesn't. I got one that actually uh, does. Like okay. it doesn't actually breathe fire, but it's got the stick that he used to have <laughs> to breathe the fire with. So, uh, the chase on this one's gonna have like gold tights with two with a dragon on each side, and, like flames in the middle. Um. All the accessories are the same on that one. So, so I'm I'm like straight up anything WCW related, I'm down for. So, uh, we'll be getting a T-bar figure. We'll come with oh. two heads, one with a mask, one without a mask. My favorite T-bar. He's like the best <laughs> person they had in fucking. So this oh. will this. So pretty much we're getting all of Retribution because we're getting uh, Mia Yim. In Elite 89, as her retribution character was a reckoning. Um, yeah, the, uh, up... They need to come out with the uh, like shitty like jabber retribution that like was there before the actual retribution. You know what I'm talking about? Like when there was this like little yeah. skinny guys. Oh <laughs> yeah, the guys in the hoodies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, so we're getting T-Bar. We're getting Mace as well. Um, I believe both these guys are in the same side. The Mace figure actually looks pretty good. The T-Bar doesn't look bad either. It just sucks that we're not getting like a true like elite Dominic Dijakovic, but we're getting a T-Bar. So. Uh, they show off some basics. We got a new Roman Reigns uh, figure that's going to be a chase. One in a black shirt, one in a white shirt. Uh, Dominic Mysterio and like his full ring gear. Uh, Randy Orton in shorts and a hoodie. Nice. Omos cool. getting his first figure as a basic figure. Actually, looks pretty good. Uh, they did do a height <laughs> comparison. I was going to say he probably couldn't put on a, in a bookcase. He's too tall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's coming with. I believe he's going to be packaged in the two pack with AJ. But I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. On that one, so. Oh, but they God. did um size. They showed size comparison photos of Omos next to uh, AJ Styles figure, and it's actually like proper like scaling. So that's funny. Uh, what it's else? It's like an old school GI Joe, like big ass fucking doll. <laughs> we got some uh, WrestleMania 38 basics. Uh, we got a Hulk Hogan. Um, oh, which got the Hulk Mania shirt and the red headband with the the red bandana with the ties down the side. This actually doesn't look that bad. Uh, so this set will include Hogan, uh, Sheamus, Seth Rollins, and Bianca Belair. Trying to see. Uh, Bianca Belair looks like she's in her black and silver. So I think it's from the one of the uh, Battle Royals. I wish I would say which um freaking WrestleMania was from on here, but 
when it was before. I think it was still when she was on the NXT roster. She was like a surprise entrant into the Battle Royal. Uh, they got an old school Sheamus, and of course, like I said, Seth Rollins. I don't know what mania that Seth Rollins is from. That's still pretty cool. Oh, it's the um, it's a white and gold Rollins. So, is that when he won the title in the white and gold? Mm. You talking about when he won it in that like triple threat match? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Yeah, when he uh, cashed in a briefcase, was he wearing white? And gold I don't think so. Okay. So yeah, I don't know what mania that's from then. So. He said, "What's the color of it?" He said, "It's white and white. gold." Yeah, white and gold. It's kind of similar to the uh, the SummerSlam one, but it's it's different, like different um uh, designs on there. Uh, let's see, we've got WrestleMania Elites, which will come with a build a figure of an old school WrestleMania three Vince McMahon. Uh, we have Undertaker or not Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Uh, from his match against The Undertaker. Um, <laughs> also in this set, we'll have a... I'm kind of mad about this one. There's, it's a re-release of Bret Hart from his WrestleMania match with Vince McMahon. So it's like old man Bret Hart in the shorts and the Hitman shirt. From when he had that match with Vince. Does his hip pop out of place or whatever? No. <laughs> uh. But this is the thing. This is the second time this figure's been released. Um, he was released initially as a build-a-figure for an early Toys R Us exclusive wave. So he's going to have an updated face scan. Looks like the details are a little more spot-on to that WrestleMania match. But it's kind of irritating that I spent like $80 just to get this fucking build-a-figure. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste any money on a Bret Hart figure. <laughs> mm. It was like one of the first like couple build the figures. Uh, AJ Styles, yeah. Uh, AJ Styles is from the the Boneyard match, so he's gonna come with a few different sets of hands and a shovel. So he's has to come, has to come with the Undertaker. Didn't it come with the Undertaker? Uh, they can <laughs> put him behind them like the meme. Well, they did. Um, they did release Undertaker from that match. He actually came out um, a few sets ago. So I'm surprised it took them this long to do this um, styles. And then we're getting a Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, which unfortunately we can't do the middle fingers. So he's got two hands with the pointer finger up. Woo! <laughs> Doing that Jeff Jarrett <laughs> fucking. <laughs> this is um from the third match. The third and final match between The Rock and Austin at WrestleMania 19. That's the bottom line. So you can get your Rock figure and uh, put Austin's vest on him. Face scan looks pretty good. Uh, Vince McMahon will come with a hand with uh, three fingers up for WrestleMania 3. That is that. So that's a WrestleMania build figure series. Uh, those were announced today for Ringside Fest Day Two. So was it the entire white, and it was like 
gold making it outline is like he had like a chest and abs. Um, nobody cares, Garrett. We know Seth Rollins your favorite. Yeah, he is, and he has no sleeves. Yeah, it wasn't the one that looked like the White Ranger. It was a different one. Okay. I think that one is. I think that was his uh, SummerSlam gear. Yeah, but um, he also wore it at WrestleMania. Okay. So it might have been the same top, but the, I think the tights were different. Uh, Garrett, we're getting a uh, Austin Theory new elite. Hell his, uh, yeah. His way ring attire. So, I'm excited for that one. That actually looks pretty cool. Uh, we're getting a new Sami Zayn with the, uh, the beard, the long hair, the Fidel Castro hat, and he comes with a slammy. And you know what? Or sucks? sorry, that's not a slammy. That's a Sammy. You know it sucks. Because <laughs> we could be getting a a Charlie Caruso dressed just like him, but to be had to drop the ball on her. <laughs> uh, we're getting a new Kevin Owens, who's going to come with handcuffs and a ladder. <laughs> oh God! I <laughs> said, <laughs> Carl, I'll buy, I'll buy you the figure so you can figure out how to put the handcuffs on for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they, that's the thing with the the figure. You put the handcuffs on them, you can't get them off. <laughs> oh God, that's great. Uh, these are part of Elite ninety one. So we're also getting um, a new Hulk Hogan. In the uh, red and yellow tie dye, this is from his match with Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I see um, where this collection's going. I will. I'll be getting this Hogan because I was in attendance for that SummerSlam. So that was like one of my first big pay per views that I got to go to. <laughs> Chris is gonna like uh, get him a summer. Give him a what? <laughs> I'll come back. You can blame it all on me. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll wait for Carl to come back. We got uh, Bianca Belair with her um, blue and red ESD um, with the sleigh popping up like Batman symbol, like like how Batman punches people, words pop on the screen. Oh, she will come with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Rob Van Dam getting two figures coming out of here. Um, we're getting one in the, the Tiger Stripe ECW gear, um, which I believe is going to be the Chase version for RVD. Amazing figure. Then we're getting one with the Yin Yang and like the, uh, the Japanese-looking flag on there. So pretty cool for that. Uh, we had some like crappy figures called Bend and Bash, which are geared more towards kids. These look like shit. Not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, these look like complete ass. <laughs> they look like Flex Armstrong, don't they? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> these are terrible. And, like the Rey Mysterio has a blackouted eye, so it's like when Mysterio lost his eye. You're giving this figure to a kid. <laughs> hey, here you go. Here's here's an eyeless Rey Mysterio. Pirate <laughs> Ray. <laughs> oh my god, there wasn't a better like ring attire you could have picked for that Mysterio than to give him one with no fucking eye. 
Oh, man. Uh, we got some new pre-orders up on Ringside Collectibles as well. It's announced today. Uh, Showdown 2-Pack Series 8, Undertaker versus Bret Hart, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg, and the Street Profits. Nice. Carl, you back? Yeah. Uh, what were you saying about the, the Hogan? Uh, I was just saying you could get your Hogan and like get like Shawn Michaels and uh, like suspend Shawn Michaels like ten foot in there while like Hogan was <laughs> taking them or something. <laughs> uh, the funny the funny thing with this too is Jax actually made a Shawn Michaels dressed as Hogan from that Larry King like that Larry King skit that he did. Oh, where he just like kept saying brother all the time. <laughs> Uh, that's hanging on my wall. So, <laughs> oh, that's such a great figure. Uh, Basic Series 127, we will see Keith Lee, Rey Mysterio, Shayna Baszler, Santos Escobar, and Joaquin Wilde getting his first figure. Uh, Joaquin is actually the chase in this set. So he's going to be, I think we talked about this, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, he's going to have one figure that's going to have um, no face paint, and one with face paint. And then Elite 91 we talked about with Kevin Owens and all that. So, yeah, so a lot of big reveals coming out of WWE and Mattel this last couple of days. So some cool stuff for all us figure collectors to be fighting over in the toils. But, I was going to say uh, something to complain about. Uh, his, his name isn't Keith Lee anymore. Yeah, it's Bearcat Lee. Bearcat. Yep. Um, the digital off um, new package looks to for Legend Series 14, uh, which will be the final two for the DX Army invasion of WCW. Um, is that the final two? I believe it's the final two in this set. Uh, Road Dog in China. Uh, we're getting a Mean Mark Callus, which actually looks pretty good. Uh, then we're getting a throwback Edge. Um, Edge will be the chase in this set. Uh, one figure will have white tights, and the other one will have red. whole lot of good stuff there. I'm excited. I'm excited for some of this stuff, especially the all the WCW stuff we're getting. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for that. Let's go ahead and go bell to bell. Talk a little Halloween Havoc, some Bound for Glory. whole lot of good stuff this week. So let's get in the ring. New season of WWE has kicked in. The rosters are locked in place from the draft from a couple weeks ago. <coughs> now, Seth Rollins is our new number one contender for Big E's WWE Championship. I still don't know what's going on on SmackDown. So. Me neither. Everybody got suspended, right? Might yeah, as well have. Brad got suspended. Got fined one million dollars. 
That's the crazy. You know they do this like every time they're trying to take Brock off TV is like he loses a title match and like flips out, and then he gets suspended, and then we don't see him again until the next big pay per view. Yep, and then he's not suspended, and he does the same thing to the same person and doesn't get suspended again. Yep. Um, one big thing though coming out of SmackDown, the uh, the Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair title swap. Yes. Uh, a whole lot of shit going on with that one. Um, yeah. apparently stemming from a couple of years ago when Charlotte, um, was told that she was more plastic than anything else by Becky in a promo. <clears throat> and then like the whole thing, the whole title swap thing where Flair was like, supposed to like, just play with Becky and like, keep pulling the title away from her. Uh, every time she tried to get her hands on it and then Flair just like threw the title down or dropped the title or whatever. So I guess that's um, a lot of that stuff wasn't supposed to be played out that way, which I guess pissed off Becky, pissed off Sonya Deville to the point where she was ready to throw hands with Charlotte. And like, yep. I don't think Charlotte wants any piece of uh, Sonya Deville. So <laughs> I, I have a feeling Sonya would legit kick her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that, that stemmed Becky to throw the title at Charlotte. So I guess there was a lot of backstage shit that went on with that, too, um, after with a lot of uh, people pissed off. And then uh, Vince telling Charlotte that she needed to leave the arena immediately. Well, I mean, if we're going to be honest, I think Charlotte's kind of at the point where she knows she's going to get fired no matter what she does. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll, we'll see what happens. If she stays in WWE or she she re-signs when her contract comes up or she, oh, man, shit, excuse me oh, or if she ends up leaving and going to uh, join Andrade in AEW uh, if um, this is just my opinion I think it's a work okay, yeah I mean, it could be too yeah I think it's a work uh, I think uh uh I think we'll get Charlotte versus Becky uh, at uh, Mania. We're going to get it at Survivor Series for sure. Yeah, because Survivor Series has been like champion versus champion for the last four years. Yeah, so they're going to do the two of them. That was the other point of it, too. Yeah, tons of fun. I still want freaking New Day versus... Freaking hurt business. Like, when's that happening? There is already happened. Huh? New Day I'm talking hurt like, like six man tag, like New Day versus hurt business. That was the whole point of them putting Shelton and um fucking Cedric back together. Well, terrible. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing anyway. Uh, let's go. Halloween Havoc. Uh, we talked a little about this before we started recording. Um, so, what are you guys' overall thoughts on Halloween Havoc this year? It was good. And we all kind of agree it wasn't as good as it typically like it has been in the past. Uh, but I thought it was really good. It was. A little shocked by uh, Baby Rose winning the title. 
Yeah, I'm very surprised that they they went ahead and put all the uh, women's gold on Toxic Attraction. Yeah. Not mad. Just very surprised no. that something did. Um, pretty much every title changed hands that was defended except for the NXT Championship, uh, which, of course, Tommaso Ciampa retained over Braun Breaker. Um, and it was nice that they did a little throwback with uh, Chucky and Braun's locker. Um, which is a throwback to WCW with uh the um Chucky tormenting Rick Steiner, <laughs> and to keep that that feud with Chucky and the Steiners going. Yeah, <laughs> I say the one thing, one of the things I was disappointed with this was, what was the point of having LA Knight win that match if they're going to go with that whole thing with uh. The British dude, like, sabotaging L.A. Knight to be host anyway. Who knows? <laughs> oh, man, excuse me. Whew. But I will I will say, uh, man, the guy that came out there beat the shit out of L.A. Knight. He, he looked really familiar. Yeah, he, he's got definitely a uh, familiar face to him, almost like he's uh, from a legendary family with a hall of fame cousin and um dad and you know uncles <laughs> jesus grandfathers you definitely couldn't tell at all <laughs> <laughs> good lord oh, you know, so first ballot hall of famer brothers yeah oh, yeah <laughs> uh, carl you still there we lose you again Oh, Maybe we man. lost Carl. Maybe we lost Carl again. Skype's been giving us some issues, man. A you know, whole lot of technical issues the last couple of weeks here. So hopefully we can get them figured out eventually. Yeah. Yeah. There you oh, there, go. There you go. Heard you a little bit there, Carl. Yeah. Oh. What was your uh, your takeaways from Halloween Havoc? Um. Overall, it was. Uh, a, a pretty decent show. Um, I like the setup. I don't know if I talked about that already. Um, no, it's, no. it was kind of cool. Yeah, see, I like uh, the bloody handprints, like you were mentioning earlier. Like that was like that was yeah. cool to see. And then you had like the spiders in the background. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Like it's pretty cool, and it's still like even like the the ring apron, like kind of self it fit with the uh nxt 2.0 but also still felt halloweeny uh like they incorporated that um i just couldn't figure out why like some people were invited to the costume party and then some people weren't uh that was like a little weird and on their backstage segment (laughs) um i don't know how i feel about the uh the main event um, like, I mean, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, I hate to see, uh, uh, Bron- hell, I keep on on the calm, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just fucking call him what he is. Bro- uh, Bronson, about. Bronson Breaker, Bron- Bronson Beaker. Was he, was he go by now? 
Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, he was kind of like he was kind of like on a a good good streak there. Uh, hate yeah. to see him lose a match. Uh, I thought you know they threw him that opportunity a little too early. Uh, they could have built them a little bit better, but it was good to see him have a good qual- uh, quality match, though. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. You know, can't. Like, I'm glad they didn't put the title on him because that would have been way too early for something like that. Yeah. But he's definitely going to be like one of the main faces for NXT going forward. Um, I did yeah. like the fact that they started calling him a genetic freak. Yeah. So it's like we're getting little nuances or little. Little tiny hints as to who his family, like what his yeah. family is or whose family is, um, which we all know anyway, because you can see it in his face, you can hear it in his voice. Yeah. Like I just they just needed to call him freaking Steiner. So Yeah. The um the tech team the tech team match was trash. Did y'all talk about that while I was gone? No. No, but that yeah. the tag match was garbage. Yeah, first of all, like what the what the hell what'd they call it? Like a pumpkin um lumberjack match match or something. Lumberjack match or uh, it was something stupid. I was like one, like there's no different stipulation between that and like a normal uh like regular lumberjack match, I guess except for people wearing costume. Uh and then two like there's like some point where like they wouldn't immediately throwing them back in the ring, so I was like, "What's the point of even having a lumberjack match? Like, do y'all know like what it is? Like, it's not to catch people jumping off the top ropes. It's uh, oh, that's what it's uh, for. Kick- totally. <laughs> it's to kick people's ass and throw them back in the ring. Uh, <laughs> so that was kind of stupid. Um, but I mean, it didn't take away from the overall event. I think the overall event was pretty, pretty good. Not the best NXT. Um, I won't say per review because it wasn't a per review. wasn't like the best NXT special, but it wasn't the worst. You know. Yeah. Definitely. <sighs> All right. Uh, that women's uh. Scareway to hell match. Ooh, some of those bumps, like especially that one big bump that Io Shirai took. Like, yeah, I legit thought she was dead. <laughs> yeah, insane. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That and the woman's titles match. Titles match was pretty good too. Yes. Yep. Uh, like we we're saying, like we're very surprised that they they put all the the women's gold on Toxic Attraction. I, I I saw it coming though, like, and I don't mind it. No, I think so, it's cool. Like, you have like a full stable full of heels that has all the gold for that specific um, division. It's kind of like when when Undisputed Era had everything. Yeah. So it's like these guys they're on top. Like, then they're gonna do everything they can to stay on top. Uh so I was I was watching this with Katie and the the her she had a complaint that cracked me up about the match. Was it Mandy so, Rose's butt cheeks hanging out of her ring gear? No 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 no. It was in <laughs> it was in the ladder match. So when oh. when Indy goes to like knock EO off, 
Yeah. She's like, she, the first thing she looks at me, she goes, why did she just stand there and just stare at her like she was concerned? She's like, if that were me, I would have got on the ladder, climbed up, and just fucking grabbed it. And not given a damn thing, because I knew what I was doing when I did it. <laughs> yeah, I think I was, they were trying to like, sell the bump. I know, but it looked so bad. She was just, like standing there concerned. Like, I just yeah. killed her. Yeah, I like, think they're... she knew that could have happened. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a problem when like people get into like producing matches instead of just letting them like flow. Like at a but you know what? And I, I was telling her too, and like I don't, and I told her I was like I really don't mean it in a bad way, but I tend to notice it a lot. I mean, obviously, a lot of times you notice it in ladder matches and specifically, but I've noticed it a lot in women's matches. Like the the over the overproduction or just uh yeah just the like yeah. like trying to wait for like something to happen. So I yeah, don't that's. Know. I don't know. I mean, ladder matches are the worst for it because they are always waiting for the next thing to happen, and they yeah, can't just like, climb yeah. up and run up there and get it. They have to wait, and so. Oh, I'm so tired of taking my time climbing this ladder one rung at a time. Kind of like wait for this dude to get up. Kind of like Tom Petty. The wait's the hardest part. (laughs) (laughs) The wait is the hardest part. Yeah, I mean, you got to sell it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Speaking of women, NWA this week had their Empower edition of Power. Um... This was a great episode of NWA wrestling. Uh, main evented Mickey James versus Kira Hogan. Uh, Mickey ends up picking up the win over Kira. This, it was a great show. We had the Hex retain um, against Paola Blaze and Genocide. Um, Tootie Lynn took on Camille. If Tootie Lynn was able to beat Camille, she would have got a uh, uh, title shot. Later on down the road, uh, Melina is our new number one contender for the for the Burke. So she'll be taking on um, Camille at Hard Times Two on December fourth. So looking forward to that matchup, uh, which we knew that was going to happen eventually with uh, Camille attacking Melina a few weeks back on commentary. So, but pretty solid edition of NWA in power. Um, love it when we get like an all women's edition and we get to see more of um, NWA's women's division, especially the Hex and Mickey James and Melina. Great stuff. Uh, AEW this week, we had the Rampage <clears throat> this past weekend and Dynamite on Saturday had the first couple of matches for the AEW Eliminator Tournament. Which saw Orange Cassidy on Rampage defeat William Hobbs or Powerhouse Hobbs, we talked about on last week's episode. Uh, Saturday, <clears throat> it was um, Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes. And uh, Danielson picked up the win on that one in advance. Uh, so he'll be taking on Eddie Kingston, who uh, picked up his win on. Dynamite this past Wednesday night. So we'll see uh, Kingston and 
Um, Danielson actually tonight on Rampage, so that uh should be going on now. That actually Rampage is over, so I got you. So I'm sure that was a a, a pretty solid match up there. <clears throat> I think that's on Rampage. Uh, probably. We all know we're getting freaking Danielson and Moxley. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's going to be. I mean, if not, like, I would not be opposed to Danielson and Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Oh, dude. Can I interrupt the the yeah. podcast and bring you this quote? So, uh, Moose, uh, this is a quote from Moose. Uh, it says, uh, I, I, it I doesn't matter. It, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't matter how elite you are. It doesn't matter what tribe you're a key to. It doesn't matter if you're a boss, woman, or man, the king or queen. Hell, you can add a new day to the week. I'm still the greatest champion in all professional wrestling. That is a fucking quote <laughs> <Okay>. right there. <laughs> Moose. Gotta love it. Moose is awesome. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> that is great. So yeah, I saw that before we started recording. It was just awesome. So and that was from uh, this week's edition of uh, Impact, which I was not able to watch. So, but um, the main event on that I saw some highlights was uh. Um, Ace Austin taking on Chris Saban, so that was definitely a banger. Uh, what do we got? So I got Rampage pulled up here to Danielson versus it King. Up. Damn, I, had, I already had it pulled up. Danielson won. <laughs> yeah, so Danielson advances. <clears throat> Kingston gets it. CM, CM Punk's face. face. What? Ooh, Kingston versus Punk. I'm here that for that. Uh, when, is, when are they coming on? Like, that's the only thing is like AW, it's hard to find their schedule. The yeah, Rampage is on Fridays at 10. And of course, Dynamite's on Wednesday at 8. Uh, oh, so it's going back. Uh, thought, yeah, so they're back to their normal nights. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I they were by uh, hockey, I think, last week or NBA or something. I don't know. You had and, uh, 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 NMLB playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Britt Baker retained against Abaddon in a trick-or-treat street fight. Yep. This is probably the main event. Yep, that was the main event. And then, uh, looks like she had a it. lot of help from uh, Rebel and Jimmy Hader. I'm sure she did. Yep. And like I said, Dean, whatever, won his match against Matt Sidell. Yep. Too concerned about that one. Uh, but we also I mean, had... he should be Leo Rush. His uh, freaking... Uh... Doesn't he, he need to retire again? Like he's trying to beat Terry Funk's record for... Retiring and coming out of retirement? No, he's trying to find someone's name to say it's as good as Lashley. <laughs> Dante. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck Leo Rush. Uh, 
Uh, Dynamite this week, too. We also had the first round of the, the Hose title tournament, uh, the TBS title, uh, which saw Serena D would take on Sheeta. Um, there was also more stipulation, more stakes in this match. If Sheeta won, that was her 50th win. Um, Sheeta actually get, did pick up the win, getting her 50th win, being the first woman on the roster to reach 50 wins. Um, and this prompted Deep to go full on heel and destroy Sheeta after that match. She went heel last time. She was trying to go for her 50th win. I mean, win. she went. I know she went like full on. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like. Serena Deeb is is full on heel now, so I thought she was heel after the last fight they had. So yeah, I, this was worse than last week, the last gotcha. match we had. So, but um, yeah, so that was actually pretty good. That, in my opinion, should have been the main event of the show. That was the best match of the night. Uh, but instead, we get the Elite taking on the Dark Order, which I understand why like they put that main event because. You're trying to build up more of the Adam Page versus Kenny Omega match, but that could have been done at any point during the show, and it still would have had the same impact. It just wasn't as good as that match or Punk and Bobby Fish, which opened the show and was a great matchup up until the um, there's a bit of a communication between miscommunication between the ref and Bobby Fish. And it looked like a uh, fish had kicked out like just a hair too early. No. But uh main event. The elite came out dressed as Ghostbusters with Nakazawa dressed as a baby, uh, which is probably the best part of the entire thing. <laughs> yep. Except then, for uh, um Adam Page coming out there dressed as yeah, the, Page the uh the safe yeah. off marshmallow man. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like a, a kind of a given when they when they did all that. So, but, uh, yeah, I just think this this match could have been done at like the top of the second hour and still had the same impact, which would have been building Kenny Omega versus Hankman Page for um, all in her not all in full gear. Full gear is the next one. Yeah. So that was that. All right. You guys want to talk some Bound for Glory? Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, Bound for Glory. I have been excited waiting for this pay-per-view. This was probably the best pay-per-view. Or the, be- the best year. event like the last two weeks. It was great. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we kick off the show with the knockouts. Tag team championship match um, with the with Decay defending against the debuting Inspiration. Uh, Carl, how inspired were you by this matchup? Uh, I was pretty inspired. <laughs> oh, loved it! I'm excited to see Billy Kay or sorry, Cassie Lee. And um, the fuck's the other name? Jesse Jesse McKay? Is that right? I think so. Uh, yeah, I just know by their WWE name. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm excited to see them back in the ring and being a a, a tag team. So, but um, yeah. So 
inspiration debuts and captures the uh, knockout championship, which all three of us picked the inspiration. Look at us. Look at that. Uh, what was next on that list? Uh, let's see. Jordan Grace became the digital media champion, which I think we... Speaking of, speaking of which, did you see that photo she put out? Yep. Whoa. <laughs> full no, on. That's inspiration. Full that's on. Inspiration okay. right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's some inspiration right there. Absolutely, and um, I'm the only one that picked Jordan Grace. <laughs> uh, Garrett has picked Falaba, and Carl, you picked Chelsea Green. Man. Good times there. Uh, let's see. Uh, Moose wins the Call Your Shot gauntlet, uh, outlasting 15 other people. Um, some of those included the Kiss Demon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I was, I was excited about the Kiss Demon. I, I was probably the only one in our group chat that was excited for the Kiss Demon. But, yeah. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that gimmick in WCW. But Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Kiss or the Kiss Demon. <laughs> I guess Detroit Rock City is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I kind of balance out of order here, but it's all good. Uh, we saw Trey Miguel defeat El Fantasmo and Steve Macklin um, in the uh, tournament, the final match of the X Division Championship tournament. Um, so Trey Miguel is your new X Division champion. That was a great matchup. That was. So, like, I was not expecting anything less than amazing for that one. So. Alpha and Tasmo was freaking awesome. So yeah. Steve Macklin kind of delivered too. Like there's some stuff out of Steve Macklin that I was not expecting. But uh he definitely dude killed it. Uh what else we have? Heath and Rhino. Rhino came out to uh save Heath from beat down by violent by design. Um joining the matchup as Heath tag team partner. Uh, so Heath and Rhino picked up the win on that one. Moose won the call. We already said that. Eliminated Matt Cardona. Uh, the Good Brothers somehow were able to defend their championships um, against Finn Juice and the Bullet Club. Uh, let's go back here to our picks for what we had. Exhibition title. Uh, Garrett picked Trey Miguel. Uh, Carl and I both picked Al Phantasma. Uh, we all picked Good Brothers to retain. We all picked Heath and Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're uh, pretty spot on for a lot of this pay per view. Yep. So with that, uh, Mickey James defeated Deanna Peraza to become the new Knockouts champion. Great match. How about that? That was definitely one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, and we surprise, all picked, too. Yeah, I mean, we all picked Deanna Perrazzo to retain as, like, the given for that. But but Mickey came out on top. Um, I think she's, yeah. what, a 10-time women's champion now? 
Nice. Yeah, I was I was shocked. Like, uh, and that's like the the thing. Like I can say with Impact, like they throw you some curveballs. Like they're the only they're the only organization doing that right now. Like as far as like like we talked about Crown Jewel last week. Like they had some good matches, but you knew the result of the match. You know before you even watched it. So yep, Uh, because like. With this matchup, it's like, okay, we just had them have their main title, their Impact World Championship on AEW roster members for like the last year. We're finally getting it back to an Impact roster member. But um, like, there's no way they're going to do that with the women's title, putting on somebody that's, you know, not signed to the roster. But, But they did. So it was just one of those. Like one of those great curveballs that are so far and few between with wrestling anymore. Like, especially if it's some like us who watch for so long, we can pick things out, like, um, as far as who's going to win, how they're going to win, things like that. But to actually give us Mickey James as a knockout champion, defeating Deanna Prazo, who's been on a tear um, since yeah. reclaiming that title for the second time. So I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Good stuff there. Uh, main event, Josh Alexander defeats Christian Cage to become the new knockout, not knockout, impactful <laughs> champion. Uh, but it is very short-lived celebration as Moose cashes in the uh, call your shot gauntlet trophy and takes a shot against Josh Alexander and is now your new impact world champion. Kicked his ass in front of his wife and kid, man. It was fucking great. Oh man. Our cover photo this week for the, for the podcast is an image of Moose standing over Alexander and his entire family with the Impact World Championship. <laughs> and uh, there's the, there you go with the shock factor again. Like something you didn't see coming. Uh, and it was great. Because usually anybody that's going to cash in that call your shot, which I think Rhino was Rhino won it last year. And he called the shot against the Tag Team Champions, of course, with, um, with Diener. But... Um, like still, like they knew ahead of time that Rhino and Diener were calling their shot for the tag titles, and then they got that shot at the pay per view. So, uh, Moose just comes in and like fucks shit up and becomes uh, Josh Alexander's bad day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but I did see Impact this week. Uh, they kind of got into it again uh, between Moose and Alexander uh, before Suzuki debuted. Um, and went trading forearms with Alexander. So, interesting. Pretty psyched to see where that's going to go with uh, Josh Alexander and uh, Suzuki. So, good stuff. Impacts doing this right now, too. Awesome sauce. All right. So, looks like that's going to wrap it up here for our Bell to Bell segment. Let's go ahead and go to the Vintage Throwdown. 
The Wrestle Getting Podcast is brought to you each and every week by stackofcards.com. Yes, that's stackofcards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, stackofcards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackofcards.com. That's stackofcards with a Z.com. All right. So the vintage slowdown. This is going to be our final uh, for the match of uh, for the month of October. October, the final worst match of Halloween Havoc. We actually got two again this week. Uh, we are taking a look at <laughs> Buff Bagwell. Uh, taking on David Flair and then Ernest the Cat Miller versus Mike Sanders in a uh, kickboxing match. <laughs> oh, where to start? And I thought I'd watch bad wrestling before this. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing with this is the timing. This was in 2000, and that was towards the end of WCW's run. Um, this was just bad, like just mm. bad times overall. <laughs> the like whole pay per view is bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. The the Backwell Backwell David Flair match. To be fair, like I don't think it's the worst uh, Halloween Havoc match ever. Like it was oh. bad, but. I think it's just because like David Flair. Oh, really no, the worst one, much. the worst one that I saw that was on that that list I looked up that was ever was the the Hogan uh, the Boston trucks, the one we did last week. No, 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 the first one we did with the stupid fireball that wasn't a fireball. Oh, oh yeah. the Hogan Warrior. Uh, Hogan yeah. Warrior. Yeah, that was yeah. number one on the list I saw. This was just on the list. This along one, with, I mean, along with the Goldberg Chronic match, <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Like, freaking terrible main event. Um, there were some bad matches on here. You had, um, the Natural Born Thrillers, Jindrak and O'Hare taking on the Filthy Animals, and the Boogie Knights. I love the Boogie Knights as uh, Disco Inferno and Alex Wright. Um, that wasn't bad. It could have been better, but it wasn't terrible. Um, Mike Awesome defeated Vampiro. Uh, like that said, this was around was the good. time that Awesome was feuding with Vampiro and the Insane Clown Posse, uh, which are known as the Dark Carnival. I think this one had a uh, great Muda with them too. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Sting, Booker T and Scott Steiner. It's like not bad, like definitely not terrible matches, but uh, no. compared to like Buff Bagwell and David Flair. Uh, which DNA was the first, match. first blood DNA match to determine who the father of <laughs> Miss Hancock's <laughs> child was. You you wanna know what the like the funniest part of the whole match was? Was <laughs> when, when fucking Lex Luger comes out there, he's like, Oh, his buddy the commentator's like, Oh, his buddy comes out there and then he turns on him and he's like, This fucking Lex Luger just turn on everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this look, just looking back at it, like, I don't, did David Flair even care about wrestling, or it just seemed like he, I, like, his dad got him a job or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he does, like, honestly. I think he might to an extent. But there was probably something that happened that he just became uh, disenchanted with with the world of wrestling so because like not all his match like when he first started like showed up on wcw like him and crowbar and daphne working together like there was a lot of decent stuff when he started trying to break away from uh crowbar daphne and kind of do his own thing it, it just wasn't as good as the, the work he was doing with those two mm-hmm. and then buff bagwell's just buff bagwell so uh, yeah, I mean, he's had, yeah, he's had some okay matches. Like, he's not going to be nobody's favorite wrestler or nothing, but... Yeah. Damn, is he sexy? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, man, good stuff, sir. Uh, so we had that, which which wasn't nearly as bad as Mike Sanders... Uh, taking on Ernest, Ernest the Cat Miller in a kickboxing match. Which yeah, was it, hilarious. Anytime, <laughs> anytime you have like a kayfabe like boxing match, or it's never Exhibition, good. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah, yeah it's they're all ne- terrible. It's never good. Like anybody that watches like any kind of boxing, kickboxing, they're like. Uh yeah, like that person would get knocked out here. They would get knocked out there. Like they're not doing any kind of real defense. Uh, you know, if you did a split and try to punch somebody or something like that, they'd probably. Carl, come back. And we lost Carl again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there he is. There he's back. Yeah. All right. I don't know what's going on. Skype being a dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. So WCW, that was pretty much it. Our final look at the, the worst Halloween Havoc matches WCW history. Um, I'm sure we'll find something for the month of November to look at. Even if it's just like random stuff, but. Yeah, we can do Survivor Series. Again. Survivor Series. Want to do like yeah. the like the worst Survivor Series? Like, I don't know if we want to do the worst Survivor Series because some of those matches are pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to look at? Do we, have we done just like traditional like ten man tag matches like the traditional Survivor Series ones? I think we did last. Year, I think we did. Year. I think we did last year. We looked at a couple. I mean, I there's we did, a lot of them. I think we did the best of last year. I think we looked at a uh, a best of list and went off of that. Yeah, I think we did too. Um, so we'll figure something out. So that'll be fun. So we can do that. We'll do some uh, Survivor Series stuff for the month of November. Since that is our Survivor Series month. Um, so yeah, that's going to be the vintage throwdown. That's pretty much it um, for this week's edition. So, Twitter poll. 
We uh, put up a Twitter poll again this week asking what the best theme song is for a certain wrestler. Uh, this week was Cody Rhodes. Uh, we narrowed it down to three choices for you. Um, it was the American Nightmare theme, which is the theme that he's using now. The Stardust theme, which is one of my favorites. And the uh, the Dashing Cody Rhodes theme, the uh, Smoke and Mirrors theme. Um, so our followers out there in the Twitterverse voted for the American Nightmare theme and Dashing Cody, uh, which are both sitting at 37.5%, while Stardust theme is at 25%. So it seems a lot of fans are torn between Smoke and Mirrors and the American Nightmare theme. Ah, no clear-cut winner um, for the theme of the week this week. So it comes down to the tiebreaker between three of us. Well, they're all three pretty terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So, to me, if you're going to go with a theme, you got to go with one that sounds like a late 90s uh, teen uh, drama theme song uh, and go with Smoke and Mirror. I, uh, all of the three of them, like, as much as I enjoy the Stardust theme and the Stardust gimmick, um, I'd have, I think Smoke and Mirrors was probably the better theme. I just like that. It was wasn't, it? but it was so bad that it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer that. I prefer that over the American Nightmare one. So yeah, yeah. The American, it's gotta, it's the American catchier, catchier yeah. hook than the American Nightmare theme. Yeah, for sure. You think like him being like one of the presidents of the company, like he could have got a better song, but uh, yeah, because it's like whoa, you're only smoking mirrors, whoa. You're only smoking mirrors tonight. Like, it's it's good. It's like it's a cheesy cheesy rock hook. It's great. Well, who doesn't like cheesy rock? <laughs> Garrett, what you got? Well, uh, you know, it's no legacy theme, but uh, I guess we could go with uh, smoking mirrors. All right, so Smoke and Mirrors will be the, the theme of the week this week. Um, kind of skipped over some plugs and shout-outs here, but we will do that before I throw in the theme of the week. Uh, as always, be sure to check out our friends, uh, the Four Horsemen of Wrestling Podcast. we got the Fig Cave with our good friend Phil Gentile. Um, just dropped an episode today on Friday uh, going over the reveals uh, from Ringside Fest. I'm talking to some figures there. Uh, run-in podcast, of course, new episodes every Friday, and a call-up with Kenny, who's been going live um, occasionally here with Raw and SmackDown, getting live fan reactions and stuff going on. Um, got his um, live stuff on Wednesday as well, and then some interviews, usually weekly interviews that he throws up there on his uh, YouTube also. So be sure you're subscribed to all of them. Um on any other social media, wherever you find your podcasts at, on their YouTube channels. Um, and be sure to, with us, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts uh, if you're listening to us there. Um, if you're not an Apple user, you can leave a review on Podchaser. 
podchaser.com. You can find us there. If you scan, you can scan the QR code uh, that's in the bottom of the cover image. Um, or you can hit the uh, link tree that we have in all of our bios, and that'll take you to all of our, our stuff that you can um, leave reviews on and uh, buy some of our shit, all that fun stuff. So that's going to do it. Theme of the week, Cody Rhodes, Smoke and Mirrors. Let's hit it. And then we're going to kick rocks. So on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Money. And the Tennessee Jesus Carl Cross. And this is episode 116 of the Wrestle Effingedon podcast. And we'll talk to you all next week. Later, Marks. I'm a vampire. <laughs> I don't need everyone to get that. <laughs> so you're a vampire. Last, you're an island boy last week. Now you're a vampire. No, so it's how I said it. Okay. Um, oh, it's an old episode of Cops. Like the all the people that watch Cops in uh, the nineties will get that. <laughs> oh man, it's like that video with the dude running from the cops. It's like, oh, my safe <laughs> words, pineapple juice. <laughs> What's your safe word? This office, you got a safe word? Oh, don't tease me, man. I'm just tired. I'm gonna lay down right here. I'm done. <laughs> oh man, that's my change, y'all. It's me to acquire that. <laughs> Some of that's vintage. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Face deep in a camera, microphone in your head.